Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. The performance rankings, you had to be there, crappy quiz and a slight tangent. It's incredibly useful and why not do it just because you think it's agricultural. Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now. The Koi Gig Pod on OTB Sports in association with Cadbury. A player and a half deserves a glass and a half of support. Top of it, goal! It's what dreams are made of. They are going to the World Cup Finals! Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Koi Gig Podcast. I'm Kathleen McNamee and I am joined by former Ireland internationals Emma Byrne and Karen Duggan to talk about Ireland's friendly today against China. It was a nil-all result. Um, it was a feisty affair. There was a lot of very, very uh, interesting play, shall we call it. And yeah, I'm live from Marbella at the moment. So I was one of the lucky few and very much one of the, the few who got to see it all in person. Um, but how, how did you guys find the match? I'm glad you enjoyed the sun because I'm sopping wet after cycling home there. But um, enjoy the match. Enjoy is a stretch. Um, I would say that we're good at getting results again. You look at the fact that they're a team that are ranked higher than us and we got a result, clean sheet. Um, so they're the positives you can take. I think in possession, we were sloppy at times. Um, body language in the first half didn't look especially good when we were going forward um, in certain areas. I still think that the way the team is laid out um, could be a little bit better. I prefer Megan Connolly in midfield, to be honest. And I think when Nifahi comes back in, that that needs to happen. Um, and then to free up Denise to to be more in the pocket, I think that they need to go for kind of a square in midfield there and allow Katie and Denise to kind of roam in between the lines a bit more. Katie and Denise weren't massively... Well, like they were in the game, but they weren't their sort of normal absolute domination and Katie in particular even though she was playing up that bit higher which I know Emma is something you always like to see she just was kind of struggling to get on the ball a little bit yeah I'm gonna be a complete hypocrite here because um I mean there there are lots of positives I think we can take out of it um as you said Carol clean sheet which is a massive thing mm-hmm. um I think some players can definitely be, um, you know, they they came out on top. Like, for example, a new, new player, Aoife Mannion. I thought she was excellent. And I think she's going to be a really, really good and important player for us. Um, but just regarding uh, Katie, she, for me, she was too high. She was too wide. She was too out of it. And um, I was like talking with some some of my friends here. And we were saying, like, if Katie could come into midfield and have a four in midfield, I know we're slightly obsessed with playing that three, five, whatever it is. Yeah. I think it's a five at the back. We play five when we're defending anyway, that's for sure. Um, but because the two wide players, as in uh, uh, Megan and Campbell, and um, De La Harp was in the first half because the, the, those two wide players, they weren't really contributing to the midfield. They weren't really contributing to the game as in getting forward. They were pushing high when the ball started with Brosnan, but we weren't getting them on the ball and we weren't looking to get them on the ball. So for me, it's pointless. I totally agree with Karen when she says play this, the box in midfield, play four in midfield, whatever yeah, way you want to play it, put four in midfield. 
Yeah, because when we do get the ball in wide areas, it tends to be Heather Payne pulling off wide um, or Megan Campbell getting down the line. And you can still have those two players doing that. But if you have Katie and Denise in that box in midfield, they can also support that and get involved in midfield play and kind of demand the ball. Um, yeah, I just felt like it was just long ball city today and it just didn't suit us. I mean, Chinese were faster than us and they had so much time to read the ball because again, in the first half in particular, we dropped so deep. Like I, I understand a low block, but that it was a low block. Like there was times where it was, was like, low. it was so low. Like it, there was times where it was um, four V one and we didn't step in with the, the Chinese striker. Um, and that's something that Nifa, he did brilliantly against Scotland was, okay, we have three centre-backs, we can afford to step in here so that we're not dragging back another midfielder. And then when we do win the ball, we might have an outlet. And I just felt like we lacked that outlet, particularly in the first half. I think we pushed a little bit higher in the second half um, and we went in with the strikers a little bit better, but um, we can't afford to give them the space. I think we afford them in the first 20 minutes in particular if they had players of the likes of your Australian, their Sam Kerr's, your your rewards, people who are going to take on or forward, people who are going to take on shots from distance, it, it could cause more troubles than what we saw today. Yeah, I mean, China for me would probably be one of the easier teams to play. Um, you know, they haven't played in so long. They don't get together. I know they're they're ranked fairly well in, in terms of FIFA rankings, but they you haven't have been very successful as well. Yeah. yeah. They haven't been successful over the years. It's a great challenge and I think it's a great mm-hmm. result for Ireland. It'll definitely give them confidence. But we're talking about when Ireland <laughs> are in the World Cup. Can they play through the thirds? Can they build up? Because they haven't been able to build up because it stops in midfield. Because you've got Denise O'Sullivan, who was excellent today as well, I thought. You've mm-hmm. got Lily Ag, who's a great addition to the team. And and then, like for me, even if you put Megan Connolly into midfield when Eve Fahey comes back, it's, th- those, it's too much to ask those three to, to, to do that, to build up. And other teams are just going to pack out the midfield. It's going to be easy for them. So at least if you bring Katie back and have a four in midfield, you're, you know, two people are definitely going to keep the ball that you can give the ball to. And, and that's a massive advantage for us. And then build the build-up can be slow. We're trying to build up really quickly and get the ball forward really quickly. I understand that in a counter-attacking style football, but you have to be able to keep the ball in midfield. You have to be able to, uh, you know, get your breaths back. You have to be able to, to help the team recover because they are going to be under the cosh for a lot of those games. So they have to know how to manipulate the game and keep possession. And so taking that into consideration, then did you see any positives from the play today or was it mostly a more of a disappointing showing? I thought, uh, like to echo what Emma said, I thought Eva Mannion showed class and kind of composure on the ball um, again I think coming the more experience she gets playing it alongside Louise the better she'll get at kind of stepping in with the striker um, I thought she did really well again Denise was there um, I thought when Heather got in wide positions she tried to create something I'd actually wouldn't mind seeing Heather in the fullback position and trying to see someone fullback. like no in the wing back position. Right. I know. Karen, it's, it's like no, it's a, we've no. like we've 
not had a conversation before this, but I was actually, I have it written down. I don't know if you can, no, you won't be able to see it. I yeah. have Heather Payne out right, right wide. Yeah. She, that's her best position because she want, you want her running at people at speed and with space, not chasing shadows down the wing. I think that you can afford to put her in the wing back position and then bring in someone like Carusa up top who can maybe hold up a ball and allow then your likes of Katie and Denise if they're in the pocket to join in the play. Just, you've actually read my notes. Like, I'm... It's weird. Have you got them. my iCloud? Have you got my iCloud password? <laughs> I know that was in my secrets. <laughs> you've actually read my notes. I have got Carusa up front because I really like her. And I, I do think- too. I think she could be a really good player because what she does, I I really like Heather Payne as well, but I think with Carusa, she's really good at holding up the ball. She's very good at closing down. It's what um, Vera Powell wants, somebody up there that can close down, that can be that initial press. She's very good at that, but she's also brilliant at holding up the ball and bringing other players in. And I would love to see um, Heather Payne out white, right. In some way, I would play a 4-4 to be quite honest. Yeah, I, I was only saying, I know she won't get away from the five at the back. So I would say have Heather up there and then allow Denise and Katie to be our more advanced players, but not wide, wide kind of inverted wingers. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Do we she know? won't move though. She won't change that five or that um, three at the back. She won't change it. I think yeah, it's crying out for it though, personally, yeah. because personally, I don't think Megan Campbell is is a is a fullback either. I don't think she's going to be able to get up and down that that line, and we need her on the pitch because she's a really good player and mm-hmm. she's got great throwing. Um, but she she if you're going to play a three at the back, you have to have wing backs that can get up and down that pitch. They have to be the fittest players on the pitch, and they have to be able to get up and down like move. And um, I don't think Megan Campbell is that player to do it, but you, she has to play. So a four at the back is is an obvious thing. Not going to happen. I love the way you say it. it's an obvious thing with the full knowledge that it's not obvious to Vera and she will never, ever do it in a million years. <laughs> um, I, think, I think Vera just wants that those numbers. I think she wants the numbers at the back, the five at the back. But she can do that. She can have a play a four and a four and have that holding midfielder drop in more often than than what I would like, but it's still creating that five. And and that's an it's an easy enough. You don't have to be so rigid with we talk about shape, but actually we talk about shape too much because you just have the players that drop in in a more defensive role and players that push on in a more attacking role. It doesn't really matter if you set up a three five two or or four four three as long as they understand their jobs and they're not sitting too deep as we were mm. in the first half. We talked a little bit about Aoife Mannion. Um, she was really impressive. And actually one of the things I thought was quite impressive about her as well was just how vocal she was literally from the first whistle. She was dictating. I think the only person louder on the pitch than her was Courtney. Um, and she just seemed very at ease from the minute the game started. Her parents and her sister were there too, which was very nice. They were absolutely delighted for her, of course. And uh, Vera went over to them at the end and kind of, you know, you see in Wimbledon when the tennis players like jump up and kind of high five their team. Vera basically did that to them. Um, but we also had two other debutantes in Della Harp and uh, Marissa Shiva. Did anything from them stand out to you guys or was there anything that you thought, oh, this is why they have been brought into the squad? I didn't 
she, I don't think she ever got long enough and it wasn't really a game for her to get into because we didn't dominate possession and I think her strength is pace and we didn't give her anything really to, to work with. So it was She had a make. few balls down the wing and like her pace was insane and she had a yeah. beautiful turn on her as well. And I agree with you. She definitely didn't get enough time to show it off. And I thought when she first came on, she was maybe a bit nervous. So you could kind of see she wasn't going for things as much, but definitely showed, showed something interesting. Yeah, I think in, in training is what how these decisions are going to be made. When you see these players in training is when they're more relaxed. Day three, day four, you can you can tell if they're going to be, um, you know, if they're going to contribute to the team. Per- personally, I I don't want to be harsh, but Della Harper for me didn't really show anything. I think we've got players, um, already in that squad that are better players, being honest, mm-hmm. and and that's that. I agree. Shiva didn't get enough of a chance, but Kathleen, you know, you've seen her play more than us. I'd like to, but again, you know, I was watching the game and I'm looking at these players and I'm thinking, I hope, I hope they've, they've been looked at in their club environments or even in training. You can go and watch them in training just to bring players into this environment without knowing anything about them, without having seen them is strange for me because it's a, it's a huge year. For, yeah. for Irish football. It's massive. And as a player, if you're going to be left on the bench or worse, left at home in Ireland, like probably where we'll be, <laughs> um, you, you, that player who's been brought in has to be deserving of that place. And if they're a better player, you understand as a player. But if they're not, and they're just being brought in because of their name or the, the league they're playing in or because they're new, that's... That's very, very, very harsh. So I hope there's homework being done on these players. And it's different with Aoife. Aoife Mannion, she plays in the WSL. She's a player that hasn't played in a long time through injury. So, I mean, she's quality. She's going to be even better, you know, get better Mm -hmm. and better. But the other two who we don't know much about, I'm hoping somebody does know more about them because it's very difficult for them themselves to show uh, their quality and also, it's difficult to, for a manager to make a decision in, in five or six days. Vera's always very strong on her network of scouts that she likes to send out around the place to look at players and to kind of feedback the information to her, which is something I know Karen and I have talked about on the show before, about the fact that she doesn't watch WNL games. <laughs> well, she doesn't come over to watch them. I'm sure she watches clips or whatever. But uh, yeah, no, I, I get your point. Um, I think... I think the I, player. I think to bring in a player like that who's new and hasn't been around before, they have to be starting eleven or one of the first three subs to have. Absolutely, because yeah. otherwise there are girls here that are good enough. Um, by here I mean who've played, who've been involved in the campaign before, who are coming through from underage structures, um, who know. Not to say that the new people don't know about the culture, but know what it took to get to where they are now, um, that kind of a thing. And it, it must be very... I also think there's a few personalities like that you need to have in and around a squad as well to maintain yeah. kind of good atmosphere the whole point. They'll be under an awful lot of pressure. Um, so the the atmosphere is important. So you don't want to be bringing in too many yeah. new people. And, unless and we're talking about the World yeah. Cup. If this yeah. was a normal year, we wouldn't even be talking about it. We'd be like, great, bring them in. Fantastic. Can't wait to see them play. But we're talking about 
It's World Cup year. We're preparing for the World Cup. It's not a, a time to be trying out players unless they're very stand out-ish. And mm-hmm. this player, you know that before yeah. they come in, that they are going to be a huge asset for the team. I would say nearly from now on, it's about establishing that style of play, making sure everyone's completely well drilled. That's why I actually maybe would have maybe not brought on your Anya and your Diane today because we know what they can do. We know they're definitely going to be in the squad. And I maybe would have liked to have just seen people who've played a little bit less just to see how they would have fared. Um, but I guess there's no room for sentimentality either. Are there definites for the squad? No, they're not. What? They're absolutely bricking it right now. <laughs> they are, but I'm not I even can... giving an opinion on it. I'm just I'm curious that you would say those two names are definites because for me I they think that there would be conscious of the eyebrows raised if those two names were not brought. No, but I do agree with what you said. I would have loved to see, for example, Atkinson. I want to see her play. She's she's moved across the water to play. She's playing in one of the best leagues in the world. I want to see what she's like. Um, again, I would have liked to see Carusa play a full game. Obviously, may you know she's she might not be in Vera's mindset as a start in number nine, but um, I don't know why. Yeah, halftime would have been. I don't know why she's not. And it's a great chance to do that. These are your games that you find out who you're going to play in the World Club, win the World Cup. And I get that you have to to see how the new girls fit in, blah, blah, blah. But that's it. Now, the games in June is going to be more interesting for me because those are the definite games that are going to be, you know, the test for the start in eleven. So I think we'll get a really good idea who's gonna who those players are gonna be are starting. Well, there's also rumors afoot that Megan Finnegan's gonna be called in for the American camp coming up in April. Not officially announced by the FAI, but pretty much confirmed as happening. And uh Sophie is it Whitehouse, goalkeeper at Lose. So it's two more names being thrown into the mix. I don't know if you guys saw that. John Fallon reported it in the examiner. Uh, no, I hadn't seen it, but um, again, I don't understand the delay in this. I mean, yeah. we're taught it's the last chance. Why are why aren't these players being being brought in earlier? Because June is about your starting eleven. It's not about seeing who who else you can add to the team. By June, you should know your team. You should know your squad, and you should be figuring out who you want to start in the in the World Cup. Um, Finnegan's a good player, but again, um, you know, it's, it's it's about how how late these players are coming in. I don't really get it, but they need more games. They need more friendly games to show. Have a friendly game that just for the newbies. Bring them to Ireland. Let them play uh, against each other like old school. You'll you'll soon find out. But for me, Vera needs to. You know, it's. We're in a, it's an unusual situation because most teams going into the World Cup will have their style of play. They'll understand their players. They'll know how they want to set up and players will understand that as well. I feel like that Vera still needs to, first of all, pick her first 11 
and then iron out the problems that they're having, which is the possession in midfield and the build-up play through midfield. Because that's a huge thing. We can't be pumping balls in the World Cup up to up the front into space. That's that's going to be absolutely horrible if we continue to do that. So imagine trying to change that before the World Cup. It's going to be a big job. Hmm. And so... Was there anyone we talked about the besides the like people who made their debuts? Do you think there was anyone on the squad today who maybe didn't do themselves many favors in terms of getting on the plane to Australia? I I don't think I don't think the players at risk were on the pitch, so it would have to be based on training performances. Who do you yeah. think's at risk then? Now I'm interested. <laughs> Who's at risk? That was in the squad. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say, okay, okay. Um, I don't think anyone. I, I think I don't think anyone played themselves out of the team. No, there is. No, not, I don't think anyone played them out. But, yeah, there were some very sloppy mistakes that just cannot happen, and I was surprised at some of them. I certainly don't think Megan Connolly can play at the back personally. No. I don't know whether that was evident today or not to the manager. Um, I also wouldn't have played her on the left side. It's not her natural position to begin with playing centre back. So put her on her stronger side. I'm sure Mannion would have been comfortable playing on the left side. Um, I think Megan is very good at playing that disciplined six role. So if we are to change to the box in midfield and allow Katie and Denise to go on, I think she should be the six. Mm. Well, we talked to her about it yesterday after their training session and like how she felt about whether she enjoyed playing in that position. And you could just tell by her face. She was like, oh, yeah, it's fine. You know, I do it for the team. Just but it be was... honest. No, I can't stand it, but I want to get a game. So I'll, I'll play. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's a midfielder and she was doing well in midfield. Yeah. Um, and the problem is if she then goes into midfield, she hasn't played in midfield for Ireland for, for what, two years? I know. Year and a half? It's not that long. I know. She hasn't in the last four games, she hasn't played in midfield. She played at the back in that five. It's true. So either way, I mean, Vera Pau just needs to get her team and where she wants to play them. Maybe she is. Maybe that is the team. Who knows? I thought you were about to be. She just needs to get herself together. Get <laughs> herself together, woman. No. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, when Fahi comes back, when Neve comes back, she has to play. Just on her Scot- Scotland performance alone, she just has to play. And they're so accustomed to each other playing there. So, and for me, Mannion is going to play. She should play. She's good yeah. enough. And obviously, you don't leave Louise Quinn out. So there's your three at the back. Megan Campbell has to start. Yeah, Meg- Megan Campbell has to be there. So yeah, there's your four at the back. So that's perfect. Get your four in midfield. Happy days. There we Put go. There with Carusa. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Let's see. We should start putting a few bets on. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then up next, we have the U.S. women's national team. So the team are going over to the States. They're playing, uh, I think it's like three days between the two games. So there's a game in Austin and then a game in St. Louis. Um, Beer Power was quite interesting, like talking about this before, about the fact that, you know, she wants the team to face 
the best of the best so that they can challenge and they're not stressed out when it comes to the World Cup. They couldn't really have chosen much better than the U.S., all things considered, since they are the world champions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. how many times have we played the U.S.? But we'd be yeah, buzzing. I was going to say, it's, it's <laughs> not a confidence booster. That's what I would Definitely say. isn't, but we'd be buzzing because we'd always oh, yeah. wanted to we'd go to America. Yeah, playing in front of black stadiums. Worry, don't worry. Staying in a gorgeous hotel. Go shopping. Mm. <laughs> um, no, I was on your mind, Emma, when you were <laughs> absolutely shopping, shopping, shopping before the game. I'll be back. Don't worry, I'll be back for kickoff. Um, no, I mean, I think I do think it's a good idea to play top teams. I don't think I would have played America, to be quite honest. But then again, I wouldn't have played Germany either, and and they've mm. done that. Um. You know, it's difficult because um, you, you have to try and take the positives out of the games. And with games like that, if if America are on form and they they feel like playing, because sometimes, you know, it's just a training match for them, if yeah. they feel like playing, there won't be many positives to take out unless Courtney Brosnan has an absolute stormer and then we can praise her. Uh, it's and I think we're we're good at the back. We have established that we're good at the back. And the thing we need to work on is those playing through the thirds. And are we going to get an opportunity to do that in any of these friendlies? Yeah. But it's a great trip. What a fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. And I suppose you can kind of say, oh, it'll emulate what the game might be like against Canada. You can kind of justify it in that way. Somewhat. True. True. And you sound like you're headed on this trip and you want to convince everyone not to cancel. <laughs> so you yeah, still get it. <laughs> um, we got a couple of questions in as well from listeners about today's game. So Kieran Bannon wants to know, if you picked your World Cup lineup today, who plays? He says, I think I have mine other than the right wing position. Well, we've just given him the right wing position. Where there is the right wing position. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Um, Mannion, Quinn, Fahey, Campbell, Connolly, Ag, O'Sullivan, Payne, Carusa, McCabe. But yeah. Four, three, 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 and then they can drop back. McCabe yeah. and Payne. Lovely stuff. And then Keen McGibney wants to know what lessons, if any, did Vera and her coaches learn from the game today? Which we've kind of been talking about generally through the podcast, but what do you think the standout one would be? I think that they they'll re- we can compete against the the teams that are going to be in the World Cup for sure. That's a major yeah. positive thing. Um, I think one of the learning thing is, do we need to change uh, formation because we need to get more numbers in midfield? And the the big question is, how can they get Katie McCabe in the game? You can't have a player like Katie McCabe on the pitch and not have her involved in at least 75% of the play. Because you've seen what Denise can do. Denise is quality. She's excellent. Yeah. And she was on the ball a lot. But she was losing the ball because she didn't have that. She was taking too yeah, many... anyone close enough to her to play the bounces. She was going winning at herself. And then there was three of them. She was too yeah. deep. It was just exactly. too much for her. And that's what we can't... If we could play as close together in possession as we do out of possession as in defending because we just go like this and then back, if we can play that close in possession and have the full backs pushing on to help with the numbers, 
I think we'd see a different story. But we we tried to spread out, and it's too difficult. We need to play a little bit closer together to keep. The best game I saw link up was between Katie and Denise was probably that Finland away game when they allowed Denise to kind of press a little bit higher and win the ball up a little bit higher. Yeah. Um. So I think they should look back on, on games like that. Yes, the low block will work to a point, but if we need points, we want to win a game. Yeah, do you know what? The low block, we're going to see a lot of the low block. Let's be honest, yeah. we talk about the low block. But if you have two fullbacks that can bomb mm-hmm. when you bring it back, it's a different game. It's a completely different game. The problem is we don't. So when we win it back, we've nobody. And poor Heather Payne is, she could go into athletics at this stage. She's just running around, running around. <laughs> and even, you know, the commentary today, <laughs> Sorry, they were talking about they haven't seen much of Heather Payne. And it feels like she wasn't in the game. She wasn't really, but it's not her fault. You know, it's not her fault. She's a good player. Just need to get her on the ball. It did feel like that was kind of the case for a couple of players today. You know, you kind of realised when they eventually got on the ball, oh, I haven't seen all that much of them or they haven't been in the game. It was very much a... And it wasn't even like China were particularly hammering us, like... They only had a few clear-cut chances. Yeah, um, I did think that some of their midfield player was very slick. They, mm. The amount of touches, they can do things one touch so easily. Like Technically, they are a very good team. Now, they weren't very clinical, um, and they, we didn't afford any space in behind. And The one time they got in behind was the offside goal. Um, so we we played to our strengths in, against a technical team. Um, but, yeah, it was hard for the midfield at times, I thought. Yeah, no, definitely. They were a bit aloof and invisible in the whole thing. But as we said at the start, it's a clean sheet. It's a friendly, so it doesn't really matter. We still did get a result against a very good team. And and I think straight off the bat, there's good feeling around bringing in Aoife Mannion. So it's kind of justified that, okay, now is a good time to bring them in. Um, For me, like you say, to bring someone in for them to be a starter. like That's mm. the bar that the new people need to be sent. Yeah, she yeah. was saying to me after the match today, that's the longest she's played since she did her ACL. And I asked her, you know, how are you feeling? And she was like, amazing. That was, like, it's brilliant. I just am so excited. And you could just see the buzziness off her. Like, obviously, she just played a really good game and it was a big deal for her and her family were there. But you could just feel it radiating off her. So, yeah, definitely. A, no ACL injuries. B, more good performances. And we are happy, happy gals. <laughs> um. Well, Emma and Karen, thank you so much for joining me this evening. The Koi Gig Pod on OTB Sports is sponsored by Cadbury FC, official start partner to the Republic of Ireland women's national team. Um, if I make my very, very early half two in the morning taxi to the airport, we will be back next week um, with another episode of the Koi Gig Podcast. But for now, I shall bid you both goodbye. I hope it's not too rainy, Karen and Emma. I hope you're enjoying yourself. Are you in Rome at the moment or Barcelona? Yes, I'm in Rome. That's probably why the internet is cutting a little bit because uh, I feel like I'm living in the 1970s again. Everything is just <laughs> much slower. Much slower. <laughs> uh, well, thank you very much for joining me and have a good evening. The Koi Gig Pod on OTB Sports in association with Cadbury. A player and a half deserves a glass and a half of support.